Listening to Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. My name is Dave, and this is another edition of Take Five. Today, I'm going to talk about the forthcoming Librarian's Companion novel from Tor Books, which is due to hit bookstores and online retailers October 11th. So, grab a cup of your favorite beverage, sit back, and enjoy. Now, all too often, fans of genre television shows must wait until a show leaves the air before the ancillary materials that extend the program's accepted canon become available. Graphic novels and traditional fiction that extend the show's universe enable fandom to remain engaged in the characters and their fates. Fortunately, that's not the case here. New York Times bestselling author Greg Cox's entry into the world of TNT's The Librarians is a resounding success as The Librarians and The Lost Lamp provides easy access for newcomers to dive into the world of Flynn Carson while fans of the show are treated to a new story featuring familiar characters. Now, before I go any further, I want to make sure that you know I'm not going to spoil anything. I will reveal a few plot details, a few plot points, but I'm going to leave it up to you to go out, read the book for yourself. But I want to take a look at the novel's premise. The novel employs an alternating narrative approach. One story follows Flynn Carson as he tracks a stolen book in 2006, while in 2016, the young librarians investigate a man who seems to be exhibiting an inordinate amount of luck in Las Vegas. Now, the twist is, of course, that the two tales take place 10 years apart, but they do intersect since the book that Flynn is searching for reveals the hiding place of a magic object that may or may not have anything to do with the Las Vegas man's luck. All right, well, as the story opens, we find Flynn Carson in Edinburgh, Scotland, tracking down the stolen copy of a Robert Louis Stevenson draft of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde that he supposedly burned. But of course, as the story opens, we see Flynn in a typical, uh, almost comical situation where he's trying to break into the brewery of the man that he believes stole this book. And then what he discovers is that the draft not only wasn't burnt, but it contains the actual recipe for the concoction that turns man into monster. To top things off, the brewer ingests the concoction and plans to incorporate it into his beer. Not sure I'd want to drink that, but he wants to then flood the market with it, potentially turning the entire city into monsters. Flynn, of course, stops the man without killing him, recovers the manuscript, and it's during this segment that we're immediately treated to a familiar comic scene as Flynn uses the bottles coming off the assembly line as projectiles firing one after another at the man. Now, one chapter into the novel, and Cox has immediately immersed the reader into the world of the television version of The Librarians, and you can hear Flynn Carson uttering these words, find yourself laughing in the same way you do watching this show. And for the uninitiated, the opening also provides a brief explanation of The Librarian's job, which is, of course, to protect the world from magic run amok. Now, I don't know if Greg Cox was already a fan of the show or not, but it's clear he did his homework. Few, if any, character nuances go untouched. And while fewer developed further, it's nice to engage in a universe that fits you like a favorite pair of shoes. 
So let's jump ahead 10 years. It's 2016. Even the team have been on board for a year, and it's some downtime for the team at the Annex. Jones brings in stolen donuts, of course. The clipping book then suddenly produces a new article about a man in Vegas winning a big lottery payment. So it's off to Vegas for the team. They check out the winner's trailer park home only to find that someone else beat them to it. And obviously, there's somebody other than the librarians that are after this guy. Now, Flynn flies to Baghdad back in 2006 to investigate a robbery at the Library of Antiquities. Doesn't know for sure whether or not magic is involved or who the thieves were, but he learns that it was an 8th century copy of A Thousand and One Tales of Arabian Nights, and it's gone missing. And the story jumps off there. And it's while Flynn's in Baghdad that he works out the significance of the missing book. It contains clues to the whereabouts of the missing lamp, which just happens to turn out to be Aladdin's lamp. So there's our storyline. You know, we've been down this road before. Uh, The librarians takes familiar stories, familiar myths, even science at times, and weaves it into a story that immediately immerses the viewer. And Greg Cox does the same here with this tale. So as I said, one of the first things that will strike you is that the dialogue is so familiar. As I said, Greg Cox clearly did his homework, and there's there's just really nothing to criticize the individual characters and how they act in isolation and, and of course, how they act with each other. But if I had to pick one item as a criticism, it's that, for instance, when we watch the show, episode to episode, we feel as if the characters are making progress in their relationships with each other and in, in their relationships with themselves. And, you know, for instance, that that conflict that Cassie has with Stone over the trust issue, well, that's something in the TV show that continues to develop, and, and you certainly see the angst it causes Cassie, for instance, but we don't see any of that in this novel. In fact, we don't really see any progress being made in any of the relationships of the characters, either with each other or with the individual. Now, that said, I'm okay. We've got a standalone storyline that's entertaining, it's engaging, it's fun, just like every Librarian's episode has been up to this point, and I certainly expect season three to be more of the same. So at just over 280 pages, it's a quick read, just like the show. Young kids can read it. The story doesn't insult the intelligence of adults. So just as I recommend the Librarian's TV show to anybody that'll listen, I'm going to recommend this book to anybody that likes good adventure and certainly any fan of the Librarians. Now, for you shippers out there, I'm not going to tell you who or how or where or what, but uh, there there is a shipping angle in here. But I got to say one thing, Kaniacs. It ain't you. Before I close, I'd like to read you a brief passage to give you a sense of what it is I've been talking about and how closely this approximates the TV show. So Jenkins has assembled the team, and Eve is the first to speak. 
She shared a worried look with the others as Jenkins proceeded to inform them of Stone and Dunphy's narrow escape from unknown assailants intent on a certain lamp. A lamp? Barrett asked. What sort of lamp? Aladdin's lamp, Jenkins said. If my suspicions are correct, and I very much fear they are, we're in pursuit of the fabled magic lamp and the djinn bound to it. But you told us once that it was never the genie's lamp, Cassandra protested, when we were investigating all that fairy tale weirdness last year. So I did, he admitted, because I had every reason to believe that the lamp had been lost forever, thanks to the ingenuity of Mr. Carson some years ago. Flynn? Barrett asked. What's he got to do with this? A good deal as it happens, although that was before your time, back when he was the sole librarian. Going into briefing mode was his want. Jenkins informed them of an old adventure of Flynn's involving Aladdin's lamp, a fearsome genie, and the Forty Thieves. A flying carpet, Cassandra was unable to control her excitement. I'm so jealous. Well, there you have it. October 11th release date, Tor Books. Greg Cox is the author of The Librarians and the Lost Lamp. Check it out. You won't be disappointed if you're a Librarians fan. And as I always say, why would you be here if you're not a Librarians fan? Wayne and I will be back soon as we begin season two of The Librarians before taking a brief hiatus to look at HBO's Westworld. So until then, thanks for joining me and we'll see you soon. Just leave me in my bed